2: Well, hello. It's the match ball for the Wigan Athletic home defeat. Second season on a trot, we could be saying that, if the match ball wasn't you this year. Uh, I'm Dan Moylan. With me, Michael Normanson. Hello. Moscow White as well. Daniel Chapman. We'll, we'll do it next season. We'll repeat it next year, won't we? And thanks to Levi Solicitors for getting behind us as well. 10% off your legal fees, including uh, their conveyancing as well. New Year, and if you're moving house, check it out, please. levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball this one is going to have a distinctly different feel to it than the one on
1: Tuesday against Millwall, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I say that I'm not actually really into the idea of making losing to Wigan at home like an annual podcast event. I'd I'd really like that to be the last time that happens. The last time we ever play them, that would be good. Yeah.
3: Martin... Credit for this stat, that Wigan now have three wins out of 37 of their last away games. Three out of 37. <laughs> Two of them at
1: Ellen Road. Two of them at Ellen Road. Where was the other one, I wonder?
3: <laughs> I, I can only imagine the other team had... <laughs> it'd be the John Charles it'd been reduced to eight men or something. <laughs> South Leeds, or something like that. <sighs> I mean, we should have won. Yeah, but this is the thing. We, they're really, really bad. They were shit. But, but uh, every, uh, they, they defended. they
2: defended well. But, they're, so, they're, but they're, Sorry to talk over you Michael I was just going to say that the reason why we've lost though is it's the same pattern every time this happens we were miles better than them but we were too slow going forward which is what I was saying previously And we, Patrick Bamford can't score any of the chances uh, he's given And unfortunately yes we've seen today the worst of Bamford so it's all fine and well standing there covering your ears up when it goes well for you but today you've been shit pal I'm afraid um, if we had a striker in that
3: team, I'd like to go and cover his mouth and nose for him at yeah. this, <laughs> uh, this exact moment. Uh, just until a, he goes, <laughs> maybe I'd, I'd, I'd let him. I'd let him live. I'd just do it as a little reminder to him <laughs> until he's spluttering. Yeah, exactly. Just wait until he looks to panic and, and that then kind of like, waterboarding when you take yeah, him just to yeah. the edge of consciousness. Uh, just, and... just to have, have Patrick Bamford waterboarded for the yeah. evening would be would be fair enough, I think. And Kiko can have it as well.
2: Yeah. So let's let's talk about that then. First of all, the goal.
1: I don't understand the goal. No, it seems like it's. Um, like there's keeper cock ups and we've seen the uh, the Brentford goalkeeper today is is very amusing with the whole player just booting a ball in his general direction him like letting it go over the line underneath his studs but I understand that you can see what's what's gone on the one uh, video replay I've seen of of Casillas goal Casillas goal I'm going to call it Casillas goal and uh, it's, been, well, it's been credited to Hernandez so let's not take it away from the scorer <laughs> um, and uh, watching it live is it appears to defy common sense and the laws of physics. I understand there's a deflection mm-hmm. Pablo Hernandez has, has caused or the, the deflection has come off him but I don't then understand why Kiko Casilla doesn't maybe move mm. and then catch the ball. I think in mitigation
2: and if you weren't at Ellen Road today uh, you wouldn't have I picked was. Up, picked up I was on the gantry. I'm, I'm addressing the listener. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> that, that, oh, that's the, there they go. that's the gantry gong. <laughs> there we go. That'll get wrong every time you drop the G bomb. Um, who were you sat there with, by the way?
1: Uh, Norman Hunter
2: <laughs> today. There you go. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very uh, windy, is what I was going to say. But the point of us talking into these microphones, in Moscow, is that it's for the benefit of the listener. I wasn't. All right. There. I thought
1: you would. Yeah. yeah.
2: I was addressing you, the, the listener, not you. I'm, I'm Talk to you. Stop staring at me. Then
1: carry on. <laughs>
2: uh, is that it was very windy, at Ellen Road today? Yeah,
1: but I mean, he can still catch a no, fucking no, no. football.
2: No, I'm, I'm, he didn't move though. I'm not trying to justify it. I'm not trying to justify it. Right. There was a there was a very strong swirling wind, and, and if you saw that, um, I think it was the first half when their keeper kicked it out, and it kind of swirled back on itself and dropped uh, behind like the, the guy it was intended to go to. So there was a very strong sw- swirling wind. Oh, I'll tell you what. So,
1: uh, weather report before every game and Kiko can see it. Actually, can Meslier do this one? I can't. No. But, but the ball's just going to blow past me and I won't be able to do a thing about it.
2: Because my brain processed it before it hit the net. I kind of went, oh, that's hit Pablo. Oh, that's quite high in the air. Oh, it's gone in. Uh, all right. What is, oh, that's a goal, isn't it? Shit. Shit.
3: I, Have you seen the replay? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I think this almost happened against Millwall. There was definitely one where Kiko scrambled across his net and sort of jumped, pushing his hands through the roof of the net as he did it, because, mm. because it had... It was just it went behind, didn't it? Yeah, he but was, he was shitting himself. Clearly, yes. he thought this is, he thought he was he thought the ball was about to go in. But today, he wasn't
1: shitting himself. No, he stood there, there still went ah, no. ah, I can see that this one. is fine. Yes, I think the the thing is as well that and then every- it felt like breeze in his face. is like, oh, maybe it won't go where I thought it was going to go.
2: Everybody knows that our weakness is set pieces and corners in particular, and therefore they pack the area and they they crowd Kiko out because they know he's prone to doing stupid stuff. And he needs stuff. to just like fuck
1: off. F- well, he could fuck off, but he could also just like crumple up into a ball and start crying and get a free kick, which like every other goalkeeper does. Um, there are ways and means I would... I'd, I'd like to see more replays of it, like I say, because there's, on, there's only the one from quite a, a distant angle. But my my real suspicion on this goal is that um, he... He should have saved
2: it. Oh, I think absolutely should. I'm not trying to give any mitigation for what's happened there. I'm just trying to explain what it was like. The conditions might have played a part in it, but it was just. It seemed to happen in slow motion almost. didn't it? Yes, he had. Yes, so he had time.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. A deflection is is a thing that. It does does wrong foot a goalkeeper, but when he still gets to watch the ball travelling, yeah, for
1: another twenty five thirty yards,
3: looping up in the air because it wasn't mm. a direct, it wasn't one of the, like a shot either where no. he's already gone for it. Pablo was, wasn't stood in front of him when it deflected. No, he didn't have to quickly change his body. No, there's no excuse for it whatsoever. Okay, get the Spider the, Boy in. Not for the first time, Kiko. If there's no excuse for that.
1: Just play the Spider Boy. If the like the FA could just do us a favor and please ban the ban racist, him. ban him now. I think um, Pat Bamford said one of two things.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I am mean, sorry, it's, it's just a return to Bamford and he's unfortunately he's the guy that we always end up coming back to. He wasn't the only one to miss chances today. Harrison missed an absolute guilt-edged chance but this guy is, is the centre-forward, well, nominally the centre-forward and number nine because the more you see of him,
3: the more you've... He's not, is he? At one point, I think... I made a note on twenty six minutes shoots backwards. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's was, pretty... was that is that uh, a fair description of the what The way happens?
1: that you're being charitable about kind of or attempting to to explain the the conditions. I did think that the. The ball was pulled back by click and that it was a little bit behind. But why did he put Bamford, him, Why did he, why, he make it go further behind? Yes, how he ended up but, shooting at goal and the ball going behind him to hold well, a you shot you're, from further out is, is.
2: You're trying to be nice to, to, to him there. And what I want to say, well, I was directly in line with that cutback as well. And I looked and I thought, pull this one back. And he did. And I thought, great. And it was in a in a clear there's a clear channel all the way through to Bamford, and then he somehow contrived to spin it backwards. Mm, yeah. it, I just don't I don't get it. And you must think that Augustan sat there thinking, I didn't even make the bench today because I've not done five thousand laps of Thorpe Arch yet. And look at that shit bag.
1: That is apparently what he was doing this morning. Apparently he was doing laps of Thorpe Arch. To... Well,
2: I was just I was just being yeah. glib. No, that's
1: where he was. He was he was. Um, so I don't know if he was at the at the ground f- for the game, but suddenly this morning he was up there doing some extra. Uh, training on his own to get him, get himself fit so on the one hand um, uh, he obviously needs it so I, you know even knowing Bielsa's eyes he needs it yeah but... he, he needs it to play to meet the the, the minimum standards do, that Bielsa think... has for leads. but the, on the other hand um, I would have assumed that he is probably fit enough and has enough football sense like he knows enough about how the team will, will play already to have coped with the last 20 minutes, even if it was just a matter of running into the box and scoring some goals. I mean, goals.
2: it's fairly obvious what we do, isn't it, every time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I was going to say, is there uh, a bit of blame to be apportioned here? I mean, he's taken it on his own shoulders, so it's not. I'm not saying anything controversial here, but Bielsa, it's this, uh, the process. Now, we, we understand that he's absolutely dedicated to the process, But sometimes you've got to roll the dice, you've got to shake things up, you've got to do things that will affect the crowd and not just the system of play on on the pitch. And which is why, I mean, we've had some absolute fucking clown shoes ringing up BBC Radio Leeds as we've been listening in the car on the way here, Sack Bielsa and stuff. No, I mean, Bielsa is an amazing, amazing coach, but he also does have his flaws. Um, but that needed a change for the benefit of the crowd, didn't it? Like Costa mm. was doing fine and getting himself in loads of good positions. So I understand why he didn't take him off. But on the flip side, every time he hit the first man, sometimes you've just got to roll the dice and give it something different. And I think that's why we should have had Augustine on the bench and maybe you see Perveda, just to give everyone a kind of a that unknown quantity, that lift
1: that Ellen Road would have got. I completely agree. I think I agree too. Yeah, the um the there is a, a narrative setting in about um, Augustin and people saying, oh, you know, he's going to need, the season will be over before he's ready. I will, um, What will I? I'm not going to make any grand claims. I will be surprised, amazed, if he's not at least on the bench for the next match. It's Forrest, isn't it? Because mm. um, that gives him, because the the thing that, the flip side of this is that Perveda had the 10 days of training before uh, the Millwall game straight on the bench. So he's obviously, uh, you know, up to speed in terms of tactics and fitness that Bielsa was happy with his condition and there's there's no waiting. Um I think if he'd have thought today that he was the player who would have come on and and changed the get, the match, Pervedo would have been on the pitch. There's not a there's not an issue whether he's gonna play or not. And I think um he obviously just thinks um and there is to to give Bielsa a little bit of he flew. So when did what's the Kev's movements this week? He, he flew in on signed, Sunday night. Signed, signed Monday, Monday morning. Yeah. So then you're talking Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and so he's saying four days of training um, is not enough.
3: It is enough though, isn't it? When you well, don't, when you
1: don't, have, when you don't have any other striker. But in his in his world, he's saying like, no, four days is not enough. But I I will not imagine at all that uh, when we have. So he'll be in tomorrow. I'm sure if he was in today, um, all the way through to next Friday, he'll be on the bench for the first game, at least. And I would just stick him straight in the team. Well, you are right. What was weird about today, um, and I would, yes, I would have put him on the the bench and I would have put him in the team because I would have subbed Bamford off after kicking the ball backwards. So (laughs) half an hour gone, on you go, Big Kev, your turn. Um, There are certain things
3: that should be... Well, you know, you get the obvious straight red. Yeah. There should be an obvious straight substitution and as a striker kicking the ball backwards, shooting backwards should be one of those things where you have to just he have he, a forced substitution. He had three or four golden chances today. There was the header, there was uh, the backwards shot. There was, uh, I think six minutes in, he had the, the ch- same chance he misses over and over again, which is cut back from the right-hand side onto his right foot and he sh- and he puts it... Ten yards over the bar every single time, and mm-hmm. he had another one which he was actually it was flagged for offside, but it was kind of a, it looked a little bit like a repeat of the QPR one where he was put through on the left. He was running through, the keeper came out, and you knew he wouldn't score. And he yeah. and he again he was just like the QPR one. He, he kicked it ten yards over the bar,
1: and he has another bad habit as well, which came to the fore today, which is of taking shots when there isn't a chance. Like he's not good at half chances, but for some reason, if there's a bad angle where you know. Uh, Mo Salah would struggle to score from. Aguero would struggle to score from. You can bet that Bamford is going to think, "Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to have a shot from here. I could I put it in it just sail into the into the crowd." And that's what I find. You know, you want to say to him, "You can't even score from six. You can't even kick a ball forwards from six yards out. Why do you think you can score past the goalkeeper from this acute angle from twenty yards just inside the penalty area or whatever has happened to him?" And it's just. Where and I would relate to it's not so not only him but this business. So I'm glad we're back into the short corner thing. But one thing that we just need to just delete from the repertoire is uh, a, a deep corner, With hoping a that Alioski yeah. or Dallas is going to come in and suddenly vanbusting it into the top corner. Alioski's crossing today. They are not <laughs> vanbusting. Well, Alioski's crossing and then Helder Costa's crossing and you're going to have to talk about uh, Jackie Harrison's crossing, everybody's crossing. Did, did Alioski that... hit the roof of the South Standard? Nearly. It, it, did it,
3: it fell onto the running track. It didn't quite hit the roof. It did not quite hit it. I, you couldn't tell from the cop end if it had actually hit it. I was kind of hoping it... At one point, I do like it was going over it, mm. which is... Quite an achievement, I would say, to kick, kick a Do ball know, that high. Did you notice today
2: that uh, there seems to be a problem plaguing the entire side? And I think this is maybe extended into the crosses and the wide men and all that sort of stuff. That Nobody just seemed to have the feet on them today. Even mm. Pablo, misplaced passes, short passes. Uh, when you're building play from the back, it was like Ben White had roll it at someone rather than in front of them. You know? Um, normally if you were playing on the like FIFA on the PlayStation, you press the through ball buttons put in front of them. And you're thinking, press the bloody through ball button, but they're not they're doing the pass to the, to the feet. So it just killed the momentum and every time it's what I was talking about before. Every time we're going forward they've got nine and 10 men um behind the ball by the time we figure out what we're doing and then we go all oh, right what do we do we can't play through the line so oh we'll go out wide to that side oh that's not working let's go to the other side and let's try that oh that's not working let's go to
1: the- and oh well maybe we'll get a cut back if we're looking we, yeah, we kept doing that we weren't quite seeing it obviously the uh get ready michael the gantry gives you a view um and you could see maybe what for some reason the players weren't gaps in their midfield that, 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 click once, I think, maybe twice, ran into it and started making a difference. Like, if you just ran with the ball through midfield, they back off or they try and tackle and you can get past them. Um, but most of the time it was, you'd see this big space in front of them and they'd go, ah, no, foot on the ball, Ben White, foot on the ball, Liam Cooper, do this. And I've no problem with getting it out wide to Harrison or getting it out wide to Costa as um, quickly, but I do have a problem with just kind of uh, going to or white And thinking, oh, let's look a little bit sideways, a little bit sideways, a little bit. And it's never, it's not like the old uh, yap Yapstam sideways where it's, you know, pointless and laughable. They are trying to go forward, but for some reason they, they weren't, they either weren't seeing it or they weren't um, brave enough to do it. And that's sometimes what I think about with uh, that Pat Bamford thing of taking really difficult chances because it's so difficult in to score from there. If you don't score, it's not a big deal. So, oh yeah, well, I wasn't going to score that, was I? But I, I had the chance. It's some. It's a little bit of a, of a cowardice thing sometimes, where it's like, oh, I could, if I don't uh, do this difficult thing, you know, we'll, we'll keep this safe and I won't take a chance and then nothing will go wrong. Um, and yeah, the, I think their decision making gets affected by nerves and trying not to kind of make, show out Make too mistakes. Much. Yeah. yeah. Um,
3: For all I think, it was frustrating not seeing us play as well as we can in an attacking sense. We still had the chances. That's the thing. We weren't brilliant today, and we still should have won that well, game two or three nil.
2: No. With Bamford, he had three clear cut chances. All right, he was under pressure with a couple of them, but still, he's he's in the position. And if you're a striker, surely if you're in the posi- if you're getting into the right positions, you expect to be in a situation where
3: you're going to finish it. He just he seems to lack that. And if you play, instinctive knack of being able to do that, if you're playing for a top team as well, you need a striker who scores chances when the, they are half chances especially when you've only got one in your team yeah it's, I mean, not, it's not good enough to say you know he's, he can score from six inches when the you know, when the ball's put on his head he does need to sometimes score chances that are, that are like a 25% chance or something at least sometimes because he never does
0: planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen
2: Well, it was my little lad's first game today at Alan Road. Uh, I was going to get him on the podcast for his reaction, but he's sat in the kitchen here at the studio just eating sweets
1: instead. Don't think he fancies it. Um, at least he's got a nice uh, Leeds United baseball cap out of the day. He more, has. More than yeah. any of us have got. I think when... Um, Leeds, I, want, I want 60 quid, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> all right, he's got 60 quid on his uh, ill-gotten gains. I think when Leeds lose from now on, you, Dan, should buy me a present. No. Because I'm imagining he's not bought that hat for himself with his own pocket money, has he? He hasn't. No, no. So I, I want a present. I don't want a baseball hat, but I would like some a gift.
2: Yeah, <laughs> just to make me feel better. But I thought there's no better introduction to the world of Leeds United properly than a one-nil home defeat to Wigan. <laughs> it's just it all just seems very very apt, doesn't it? Yeah, there was, there was almost Still ten, better than watching Spurs. There, there wasn't today. I didn't pick up on that kind of anxiety. Uh, in the stadium, there was almost a degree of resignation because that that yeah. goal was kind of bizarre, and you just it was just, it know. was a
1: strange one. We Millwall, we got the the bit between our teeth, and yeah, once we'd even before we'd scored one, just the way they came out, it looked like it was going to be three. The atmosphere today um, on the Michael Gantry was, um, and I got the feeling from listening to the crowd everywhere around us that people will probably feel the same about this we were never going to score today no and that's what we got so I feel to my right saying I just don't see us scoring and uh, Norman the uh, to my left <laughs> saying um, unfulfilled then sorry and he uh, and Norman got up and left with about five minutes to go just said I've seen enough and like, I know what's going on. we're not going to score here I've seen enough and I think that feeling was how Everybody felt we were. Bielsa said afterwards that he didn't need to make um, radical changes or bring on uh, Lillian or anything like that because uh, it was inconceivable that we would not score if we kept playing the way we were playing. Sorry, Marcelo, you're wrong. Unfortunately, no, he's right, (laughs) but unfortunately it would have needed the game to go on for at least another 90 (laughs) minutes, if not 180. And he's right, you know, if we'd carried on like that. Um, And if somebody had got rid of uh, Cipri... Um, I don't know exactly how his, his name is uh, pronounced, but they're number 21, Cedric uh, Kipri with a K. Um, he got his head on absolutely everything um, back there. And it was a combination of, yeah, our crossing wasn't good enough, but that guy also seemed to have a real ability to to get into where our crosses were and head them away and get a, a block in everywhere. I thought he was um, outstanding uh, in their defence. And that just contributed to it where you just thought... Nah, with, with him playing like that and with us playing like that, it's just, there's not going to be a goal for us here. And there was no goal for us. You're
2: absolutely right. I think my highlight of the day was going to the toilets at half time for some warmth. <laughs> that
3: was it. You don't need to go actually in the toilets. You can. I, and I needed to go. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: fine. It's going to say you'll get there. On get misses, it's off band. We haven't talked about uh, Jackie Harrison's um, six yard box moment either. No, which was so close. Um, I tweeted it that uh, Betfair actually put that up as a goal. I got a notification through on my phone saying Leeds had scored for that one, which was quickly corrected, but they must have... Whoever is, sits in the stadium and, and sends the information off must have seen the ball go into uh, Harrison and um, and gone, yep, goal, and then gone, oh, what the fuck has he done? I didn't see this chance all that well. <laughs> he, uh, I've seen a replay of it as well, and he made the mistake, and it's probably... Uh, maybe symptomatic of everybody. Um, so he's the the ball is crossed into him. He's about three yards off the line um, with the goalkeeper in front of him, and he tries to control it to go the other side of the goalkeeper. Was keeper. that just a real easy chance? If he just put his foot through, if he just tried to divert it into the net, one 0
3: Okay, yeah, from it, because he took it wide. Yeah, it looked. I thought maybe it wasn't as good a chance or as good a pass as it, it looked whatever, from the opposite
1: end. Whatever, I mean, yeah, I've only seen it live and then one replay, but it, it was the feeling that if Lee Chapman's there, he just gets his knob on it and just pushes it bundles in it the line. In, yeah, 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 whatever happens, not trying to take a touch and then the touch wasn't good enough, so he ended up trying to back heel it behind the goalkeeper, and and the touch did give him an open goal, but he'd taken it so heavy that it went wide of the net, so he's trying to get back. Whereas if he just yeah, just just run in, his,
3: run into the net with your bollocks.
1: On do, it, what, yeah. do what
3: Pat would do and nail it into the south stand
1: <laughs> upper. But <laughs> that was a big chance um, as well, and just that that thing of so when you're talking about it being slow build up and um, slow in the six yard box and and slow everywhere, just thinking why why aren't you just putting the ball in that? And it's hard not to think that um, big Kev uh, doesn't. From his YouTube highlights, doesn't seem to have that those worries. He just he's just he's got he's got
2: the he's got what the kids call the sauce. He's
3: got that swagger. He's got that ability. Part of me even thinks it would be better for him not to spend time at
1: Thorparch with all these losers. You know
3: what I mean? Just have someone who isn't playing to the same system. Sometimes who can who isn't weighed down by overthinking things because I think that is sometimes a bit of an issue. And I don't want to get into the Belser out territory because it's. Stupid to argue that we're second, but sometimes it does feel a bit overworked and overthought, mm. and it feels like we need someone to come on who is going at this from with fresh eyes. That's exactly the point. I mean, like it's the point the the madman who who what was his name on Radio Leeds, Brian. I Brian. mean, I mean, Brian wanted us to to gain momentum. He wanted us to <laughs> drop back a few places. Are we going
1: to do Brian now? <laughs> Was
3: yeah, yeah the, Brian's argument, if you haven't heard it, was we. I mean, Brian should have been Brian should have been disconnected and immediately taken to a secure institution. Uh, he, was, he was advocating that maybe we should drop back to third or
2: fourth so we can go into uh, the run it running with momentum. That's, Which, on, that's on the understanding that we would then would have to lose more games to get to third or fourth and thus lose momentum, but then gain it all back. again we
3: were saying he should have been delighted with the defeat today because yeah, the, that's, that's, that's us already doing it. We
1: were phoney, about us losing when he wants us to drop back down the league table so we can get, build some momentum to. Go come back at it and Brian you're a madman uh, what I was going <laughs> to say was well, he
2: wanted, but to, to underpinning it though there was, there was he a wanted Bielsa
1: sacked first no there was yeah. no sense he wanted Bielsa yeah. sacked and then he wanted changes in the team he wanted spider boy in goal which I agree with but then yeah he wanted like three or four players dropped because Dif- he was saying as well um, as part of his absolute insanity I don't want to like go off on one with a, a, a Leeds fan because it's a bit unfair and he is just somebody following up a radio station but it was just so um, far away from reality, I do. I did wonder, but um, his Bamford argument, because Noel Whelan was saying to him, "You can't, you can't drop Bamford after he scored two goals against Millwall in midweek, um, and then say, right, well, you're not, you're not playing on Saturday." And he's like, "Well, no, that would make him more keen to score more goals, and he'll, he'll get more momentum if no, he's out of the team." That's not how it works. Must how it works. but, but apparently but, it's how we, it works with us. If we lose some games, think, we build up momentum, and we'll we'll finish third. I think uh, was what his aim is, his aim was for.
2: Again, trying to be kind to Barry Brian, yeah. he there was a point underpinning it, which I think was that it was about Bielsa's intransigence, his, his refusal to make changes. I think was the point, mm. and, and a number of people touched on it, perhaps with a little bit more sanity than Brian than did, saying that. As, and it's why I said earlier. Sometimes you've just got to roll the dice in football. Mm. And I think Bielsa is so wedded to the idea of process and system. We did make a dramatic
1: change today with Tyler Roberts coming on, and we're playing without a left back.
3: So we did a full. How's his injury, by the way? <laughs> I assume. Yeah, he I mean, seems- I've, not, I've not heard. We've not heard the post the post game news, but I, I assume you, he's pulled something. Oh. I hear the
2: caller on Radio Leeds who made that point as well, uh, who was more sane than Brian, who said. Tyler Roberts has gone straight back in. He hasn't done a stint in the 23s. He's, just, he's been sitting on the bench for
1: about a month. No, I know, but even still, he's only just... He's not been just, straight just, back no, in. He's, he's only just reached full fitness again. But and, he's been training and... He's not just reached full fitness like two days ago. He's been, he's been on the no, bench no. for about three games. But the point, point I'm making is that he's hes not got up to full match
2: fitness. He's not done the 23s. He's come back into the first team picture. And the, the point I was making was just roll the bloody
1: dice. Yeah, but that's fine. But Tyler, we did roll the dice with the... The players who were present today by bringing on Tyler Roberts and leaving Harrison to have the entire left side, left back and left wing to himself. And the number of players we had going forward was by, if you wanted to watch an, a normal football match, just go and tune into Watford versus Crystal Palace or something, this was, we were completely out it's of awesome. the loop from that kind of stuff with. We had, you know, eight players forward at all times and then Wigan have nine outfield players in their penalty area and that's what the game was for about the last 20 minutes at least and I thought Tyler Roberts was brilliant when he came on. Um, he was he was playing between the does, lines and making himself available but he, yeah.
3: he does seem to do an awful lot of pivoting and little runs and pivot and a little run. He's trying and to get
1: through nine I know, I know. outfield players, isn't he? So um, there wasn't a lot of space for him to do much and, and so they're trying to put some positivity into uh, any of this, um, we are still very good at creating not chances, but at least crossing opportunities through a massed rank defence like that. And if I, I don't imagine Wigan. So Cipri Kipri was playing very well in, in the heart of their defence, and they did seem able to cope when the ball came into their box. But I don't imagine that their boss was sitting there thinking. Oh no! This is this is fine. I love that they keep getting to the byline like that. Admittedly, it helps that we can't finish, but um, we have scored a lot of goals compared to a lot of other teams in this division overall. And you can't. It's it. It was a bigger risk for Wigan than it was for us, and a lot of it was to do with Tyler Roberts was able to help Helder Costa, who had the beating of that fullback all day long, just running past him. Of course, it was Little Tom Pierce, <laughs> um, and we'll we'll talk about Little Tom in a minute. And then uh, Harrison was going past him. Um, it's just it's the final ball, and it's a combination of getting us into a situation where the opposition is able to just get nine players into the penalty area and defend because they've been given a stupid lead, and then us just not having the I don't know whether it's the calmness or the confidence or the Jean Kevin or Gustin um, to to finish the chances when we we Make them, but um, but I think the start of all that was that I thought Tyler Roberts was good.
3: It's funny when you mentioned playing without a, a left back, I did. I was looking at the pitch at that point, and it seemed for a second that Klitsch was playing as a third, as a and it looked for a second like we've gone to a back three with Klitsch as the
1: left hand center back of it. And I was like, this, this can't be a thing. There were moments we started with um, Ben White was doing the Calvin Phillips thing, he started in front of our back three, we were three one three three, and within about two minutes of the game starting um, all our coaching staff were on at Jackie and confusing the hell out of him and I did notice at one point it looked like one of the coaches was sort of uh, pointing back towards the left wing and the other one saying no towards this wing but for about five minutes we were playing two up front um, Harrison and Bamford were next to each other as like a central striking pair and Ben White had gone back into a back four and then five minutes after that it, it changed again um, so all sorts of things were going on all over, but it did seem what Bielsa had done, and I think the reason why he was content for for it to sort of sit and wait for us to score a goal, was that, yeah, he'd reduced the defence to its absolute minimum and increased the the number of attackers on the pitch. I think there's a, there's a point where I would have loved Perveda to come on. I thought there was um, moments when Pablo started giving the ball away um I thought, ah, yeah, take him off, get fresh legs on. Let's see Perveda, get that crowd lift. At least we see one of our new signings. Um, but then Pablo started picked it up and was continuing to be quite important in the way we we're attacking. I think if you would taken off one more defender and put on Pervader, there's probably It would have imbalanced it too much, yeah. I think yeah, probably somebody who like one of the inventors of football from like eighteen seventy comes on and just got no 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 you can't Marcelo, like, <laughs> please, this is this is going too far. Um but it didn't end up with any uh, any goals for Leeds United. No. But at least little Tom Pearce, um, although he did dive, I don't know who at Wigan has taught him to cheat, um, when he dived over, Heldacosta, uh, I think, was trying to uh, tackle him when he, he was running towards the oh, box. Yeah. He did it outside the box, so at least he was, you know, he didn't try and win a penalty off us. Um, and then when he, uh, that little header over the um over our last defender, who was uh, <laughs> twenty yards from Wigan's goal at the time, and then running through, and it was um, it was Dallas, Dallas back on him, wasn't yeah. it? Well, I was, yeah. And it was a while before he's it's like, "Come on, Tom, don't don't do that, don't do that." And I think
3: uh, I didn't have any confidence in him scoring that offense He looked as
1: surprised as anyone to be through on goal. He, sc- he was his goal for us when he scored yeah, was, it against Barnsley, it was against Barnsley. Um, was a very good goal, and I think it was not dissimilar where he was. He was put through and not from like his own penalty area um, but yeah I think I, I like to think that little part of him just went oh can't can't do this can't is he um, Is he one of your villains then would
2: best wrap up and do heroes and villains little Tom um,
3: well Kiko he's, yeah, he's, he's,
1: he's,
2: way, he's way
3: below although actually at one point um, and now we're doing villains didn't we kick the ball out in the first half and Wigan didn't give it back um, I don't recall that no I was sure at one point we twatted it. They had a player injured down in the, their right-back position. No, they gave us
1: it back. They didn't. They
3: took an attacking throwing.
1: But we also, there was a player, I remember there being a player down and we carried on playing. There was a lot of little things going off today. It was quite interesting. There was, like, they, the were to, they were of, trying to uh, kill the game, quite obviously, by staying down a lot as well. Yeah. Well, Pablo started rolling around as if he'd been he did get punched hit. It, in the face. He, he did get
2: hit in the face, but I think he was, shall we say, milking it. And then uh, Bambo. And then he got up and did that fake blood thing that we've spoken about before, where you, you know, <laughs> hands, touch
3: your oh, face. Oh, Is I'm my not... nose still <laughs> attached? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs>
1: and then Teeth, um, yep. their player went down as if Bambo had elbowed his head off, and that ended up with uh, Pat was over in front of the bench, having like talking to Paul Cook, their manager, yeah. about it, who didn't seem to be making a massive deal of it, but I was quite interested that um, it, it ended up with. This argument on the touchline about what was going on on the other side of the pitch. So there was a, a few little um bits like that. But no, no, Tom Tom is not a, a villain. He's had his his one game. That's his first start for Wigan since he's been there. Um bless him. Um may may that may that, that club um close. <laughs> well, hopefully they're going down. The tricky trees, for fuck's sake. I only lose to a team that's nicknamed after a tree. Do we have any heroes from today? I'm I i can not think of any. Jean Kevin augustin Yeah. I'm sure he'd probably put in a very uh, hard day's graft. And for God's sake, Kevin, from me to you, please get fit as soon as possible. I don't care what Bielsa wants, give it to him. Whatever it takes for you to get past the little uh, pinch test to see if there's any extra flab, if they're weighing you every moment, just... and There's only, what, what, 16 games left? Just put him in for all of them. And I think it's... (laughs) Um, and like I said, I'm sure he will be minimum bench for the next game. I think it will be uh, that will be enough. Um, I think Bealster thought he can get away with it today, and to didn't. Be fair, didn't. If, if Bamford didn't was capable of scoring, carried on his uh, his streaky form from.
3: If only someone had put him Tuesday, a giving him a chance. Where all he had to do was six, tap it into an, an empty net from a yard away.
1: And if, and we should blame uh, uh, Jackie, can have a, a villain nomination for um, for not scoring that chance as well, just to make it fair, because I don't want to, you know, we, we can't be only hammering Bamford when Harris himself won this as well.
3: Yeah. Because we've basically got some new toys and he's not letting us play with them. Mm. He's just keeping them in the box. No, no. You can play with those after dinner, is <laughs> how it feels like once we've slipped into the
1: playoffs. Once we've lost to Wigan. Well, I mean, do you know what the thing is as well, right? Still three w- points in there. We'll go and win at Forest or Brentford. We'll do uh, oh, b- both.
2: We yeah. have to win both. We'll do something stupid and ask for
1: And ben we'll Feds. be absolutely fine. Yeah, because that's what Leeds do. I mean, today's other results have not been good for us, um, it's fair to say, with, um, apart from Forest, uh, lost, Forest losing to Birmingham City is helpful. But everybody else had a gimme. Fulham nearly. As did we? Uh, well, I was going to say, yeah, Fulham. 3-0 up against Huddersfield, let them come back to 3-2. West Brom just did a standard 2-0 over Luton. That's what we needed to do. I know Brentford went crazy against Hull, but Hull have gone absolutely crazy and just decided like they just don't want to be a football team anymore. They've given up, haven't they? Yeah. But just um, that standard West Brom 2, Luton nil. I would have loved to just see Leeds two, Wigan Athletic nil, and that would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, well, look, let's just write this one off and we'll uh, we'll reconvene
2: for the next one and cheers to Levi Listers for the backing on the podcast if you're moving house need a solicitor whatever it is uk forward slash the square ball right then forget it okay
1: <laughs> promotion we'll leave that for you to decide I hate trees I'm gonna go and chop one down fuck you Greta Thunberg cheers see you in a bit the square ball podcast